Welcome back to the Bowling Fraud Podcast. This week, in honour of Deadline Day, we recount some of the funniest Deadline Day moves, including Premier League forwards Peter Odden Wingy and Ben Jarney. I can finally boast about a Liverpool win, whilst Knight expresses his misery of Swindon's dwindling fortunes, and which European giant is a prime nomination for our Fraud of the Week. It's another episode of the Bowling Fraud Podcast with Henry Shah and Henry Knight. And we are back with episode five, would you believe, of episode the Bowling Podcast. Yeah, you love interrupting me, don't you? Steve? Oh, yeah, it's the best thing to do, really. It's what I look forward to in the week. Thing to do. No, back, episode five. Um, we start this episode with some sad news. Uh, just been announced in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, that uh, Sir Captain Tom Moore has passed away uh, from COVID-19. So uh, we'd like to... Uh, wish his family well. Our yeah. thoughts go to them and hope he uh, rests in peace. He was a, been a hero throughout the, the pandemic. Raised, was... raised a lot of money, didn't he? And he did something absolutely phenomenal for someone of such an age to do what yeah. he did. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's remarkable, really. And, and like you said, uh, wish his family all the best and, and may he rest in peace. Yeah, very sad news. Um, moving on from... Um, Captain Tom, it's actually been quite a good week for me. It's better week for you than me. Football-wise, football-wise, that is. It's been a good week for me, reasons of which we will come to in our in our weekly review. Uh, we've passed 150 listens, 160 listens, actually, when I last checked. So we're well on that way to the 200 mark. So thank you once again to everyone who has listened so far. It's really, it's really, it's really good, really sort of, um, comforting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are actually listening, and it's not just the parents. No, it's not just the parents. Saying that, mine haven't listened to it, but yours have. No. I think my dad has because I guess he's into football. But my mum, no. my it's... sister, has your sister listened to it? No, my sister hates football. Hates oh, football so much. Give you a bit of brotherly, you know, well, sisterly support, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, but... she's not that manly. For this, <laughs> um, what have you been up to? Uh, probably less than last week. I've not had any uni work to do. I've been kind of on a little little break, a little bit of work um, here and there, but just trying to keep myself sane. Um, just trying to, I'm actually genuinely trying to think of something that I've done that's worthwhile. And I've, I've just drank a lot and I watched uh, The Masked Singer at the weekend and that's about it. And I was, yeah. it's, do you know what? It's such a shit show. It's an unbelievably bad show, but I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked. No, one of my housemates loves it as well, and I'm like, really? But the most annoying thing, the, the wheel wasn't on, and that really ruined me Saturday night. Yeah. That really no. ruined me Saturday night. We were disappointed. Well, because we, we normally watch the wheel on Saturday, mm. but we didn't because it was one of my housemates' sort of birthday it party. It was. So we um, we had we had a, a few drinks. Uh, I drunkenly FaceTimed uh, my esteemed co-host here. But it all ended quite badly. I won't name which housemate it was of mine, but they ended up being quite unwell on the evening. Yeah. But a bit of a sordid end to it. It was but... nice to be involved, though, for that, for that, you know, two minutes where you sang Lovely Day. Um... Bill Withers. Yes, yes. Wake up in the morning, lad. <laughs> I thought you were going to give us a whole rendition then, but then we would have no listeners past this point. No, no, I've been I've been listening to it a lot since uh, we've started uh, performing well. Uh, no, I've been uh, so say we have that at the weekend, and then I've been back to 
start semester two from this week. Uh, so going to start getting quite hectic, but we will definitely find time to keep making these podcasts. Always I think time. Planning to do 10 episodes. So this is our fifth. So we should be about halfway through series one. And we have a little... You know, let let's say a treat for you guys next week. Um, we're not gonna, week. we're not going to say what it is. We're not going to say who it is, or or what it what we're doing. But just keep an eye on the socials for next week because it could be a big one, a monumental yeah. day for the podcast. It's not confirmed. It's not yet. confirmed yet. It's yeah. Absolute shit. Yeah. we will have but... to cut this part out in the edit if it does not happen. <laughs> what we're hoping is that it will be a good surprise for fans of Reading, Swindon, West Brom. And a host of other cl- clubs. Well, then, what we're you know, big, big clubs. Hoping for. Um, right, should we get on with the show? Let's get on with it. So we're gonna go with our uh, weekly review, which we do. And I'll tell you what: what a bloody glorious week it's been to be a Liverpool fan. What a shit week it's been to to be a Swindon fan. It's been awful. It's been awful. Yeah. I know. Um, unfortunately, we're going to start with my club because this is the first podcast we've been able to do where I'm actually happy because my team's done well. I'm not counting when we beat Aston Villa's under sevens or however old they were. Uh, two excellent away performances against Spurs and West Ham. Only one point behind mm. United who had that hysterical loss at home to bottom oh, of the league. Unbelievable loss that is. Bottom of the league. That is... That is sh- no, not shocking because these things they do happen. They do happen. Look, yeah, you know, like like look at Liverpool. They lost seven two earlier in the season to a side that had just escaped relegation, and you yeah. know Villa are now in top form, obviously. But you know, but still, I'll repeat that: United losing to bottom of the league, Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to uh, my team, I want to talk about our second goal. I don't know if you've seen it. No. No. You haven't seen it. Is yet. it the Shakiri one? Assist. The Shakiri assist, yeah. No, yeah. I've not seen it. Right, get on YouTube and watch it because no bias here, but that's no goal bias. of the decade. That's goal of the decade. Goal of the decade. Did you that, not I'm... see Scott Twines versus Ipswich other week? No, I didn't no, no one saw that. I'm not even bothered by anything else. That is goal of the decade. The movement, the pace, the touch, the finish. It's just brilliant by Salah and Shakiri and Trent who laid it onto Shakiri. Well, I think and it's been about Salah. He's had his critics for being a bit selfish, but I tell you what, he's world-class. Yes, he might be a bit selfish sometimes, but he's hit 20-plus goals in four consecutive seasons. The first Liverpool player to do that since Ian Rush. And isn't he the only 19 goals off of Ryan Giggs' record? Yeah. And Ryan Giggs has played about 400 more games. It's incredible. Now, I know different teams and whatnot, but it shows how how good Salah is. Mm Mm-hmm. How good he is. I mean, I, I mean, admittedly, I only ever watched gigs at the end of his career, but I never really got what the fuss was about. And when I looked at his career stats, I was like, mm. and I mean, my my source on most football, sort of pre two thousand and five, because I I got into it around two thousand six, is my older housemate, who I was who, say your dad, <laughs> he'll love that. Um, uh, no. Okay. He, He's 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 about eight eight nine years older than us, so he remembers all that. He always goes on that gigs, gigs wasn't wasn't all that. So I'm so that there you go. That's our big takeaway from today. That's what Mo happens Salah. when you're playing a Man United team with Fergie in it. Yeah, Mo Salah is a hundred times the player of Ryan Giggs. Liverpool are back. Huge game this weekend coming up against Man City, 
And they've won win. the league, in my opinion, already. Oh, they haven't. Well, if if we lose, they've won it. If we lose, they've won it. And if they win, no, sorry, yeah, no, sorry. And if you win, um, they've still won it, just with <laughs> just with less of a gap in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, obviously there's some midweek games, so we're playing Brighton. Um, the big midweek game of the week will be Chelsea Tottenham, and now I watch mm. Chelsea in their second game under. Thomas Tuchel, they were a lot better, beat Burnley 2-0, decent performance, and I'm going to repeat my agenda here, that Callum Hudson-Odoi is sensational. He's a quality player, and he's got to start showing it under, under um, two, I can never say his name, let's call him Tom. Too, too cool? Too, I what, think it's too cool. He's too cool for school, Someone but no, I think he's got to start showing himself now, because obviously Euro's in the summer, um, and it's it's a big chance now for him to to you know, state himself, put himself into that squad, and um, I'd love and to it, see it. A good opportunity, it. and it, it just adds to the attacking depth that we've got as a nation with with players like Sancho, Sterling, Kane, Calvert Lewin, etc., Ingsy, everyone. You know, yeah, it just adds strength to the squad, and it's it's going to be a good summer if he's in the in the uh, in the selection. Well, quite as well for Chelsea, sort of finding their way back into form, like. Well, it's only one win, which but I guess they sort of have done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because um, I don't know if you watched Tottenham's game against Brighton. I know. Before we get uh, before we get on to Spurs, I want to say something about Brighton. If I was a Brighton fan, I would be so irritated. I've never seen a team, and I've watched Brighton in a couple of games, cut through in midfield so well and so often. And yet, so cl- look so clueless, like in scoring goals. I know they don't have a lot of quality, mm. but it's so frustrating because they got in behind the, the um, Tottenham defence on four or five occasions. I swear, in the last twenty minutes alone, and looked like they were shitting themselves once they got behind it. It was ridiculous. It's a, it's a strange. It is a strange one because they're kind of a shadow of what they were towards the back end of last season, where they were mm. they were diff- they were a different side, but. They, I can't think of anyone that they've actually brought in over the summer. I'm trying to think, Welbeck, but he's injured. Lalana, Lalana, and you think yeah. Lalana will create and add something, but obviously not. Mo is a decent forward. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go back to Tottenham, um, I, and I think they're they're starting to get in trouble. Mm. Their football is atrocious. It's well, it's the reason why. Um, Deli Ali isn't in the squad at the moment because he, I think he just pinned it on the head when Mourinho first came in and it was put on the documentary if anyone's seen it where he's walked into the change rooms and I don't know if they've lost or won, I can't remember, but he's just throwing, throwing his hands up and he's put, you know, we're just lumping it long and defending and it's not good football to play in, it's not good football to to watch um, it's kind of you know, Mourinho ball obviously but I don't know Mourinho being this negative. It's almost as if he's trying to prove a point of how bad he was or how bad the football was when he was at United. He won a couple of trophies there. It was all, and it's almost as if he's saying, right, let me go to a club that never wins anything and I'll show you that this approach will win trophies. I mean, he might still win the League Cup, but, but is that kind of process, of process, progress, if Tottenham end up finishing sixth? Because it's going that way. It's going that if, way. If Tottenham are not this time next year, if Tottenham are not 
well, I say in the top four, if they're not closer to the top four than they are now in terms of the way they play and how in their confidence or even the title, I I think Le- Le- Levy, Levy will cut his losses and have to sack him, yeah. which you'll hope to do because I've seen some of the documentary and every time Mourinho's in front of Levy, he's in awe of him. Levy's like, I can't believe I've managed to get this guy here. Mm. But it's not, it's not enough. No, it's, it's not, not enough. enough. Without okay. Harry Kane, they're screwed. Without, yeah, without Harry Kane, without Harry Kane and Son, let's say, that they are screwed. But then Son got, without Kane is like me without you. You know, I'm Kane, you're Son. No, yeah. you're useless right now. If I, without, if I, yeah, without you, if you, if you ever left the podcast, if, if we ever shit had right now, you wouldn't know what to do. No, if we ever had a fallout, um, again, and you left, <laughs> I'd be in big trouble trying to man, <laughs> trying to man this uh, podcast. That won't happen, though, guys. Don't worry. No, we 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 won't fall out. We don't see each other enough to fall. Out. No, no, it's a it's a it's like a long long distance marriage in a way, isn't it? Yeah, the love's gone, so one of us moved. <laughs> well, both of us moved away, and uh, <laughs> you know, here we are. We, we're not getting divorced for the hell of it. We're like, we can't be bothered. We're, we're trying about. to date online. <laughs> I've just lost you. Me and Henry are on video for the first time, and I just lost him, but he's back. I'm back. Um, team I want to give some credit to now, who we've uh, slagged off in the last couple of weeks. Leeds? Because we've... Leeds, Leeds. yeah. Leeds. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant against Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And I keep changing my opinion of them every week, so sorry to our Leeds fans, but... Bipolar. <laughs> I guess at the end... <laughs> oh, no. I guess at the end of the day... They are a team that's come up that's playing good football, even if defensively they're shocking, which they are a lot of the time. They are a team that comes up and plays good football, seen by their win against a high-flying Leicester team. And I, I do, this, I do like yeah, it. Leads. I like it because they're sticking to what they did last season that was successful, and it's I know it's hit and miss right now, but and. I'm, Probably not the best example, but look at Sheffield United last season. They stuck to their principles of play. They stuck to what they, they do, and it got them a good finish. But I don't know where they finished in the end, seventh or eighth. It was top half. It was top half. Sure top half. They were top of the league at one point, I swear. Brilliant brilliant research from us. Yeah. Well, usual. I didn't even know we were going to be talking about this, to be fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant planning from us, from, from me. Um, anyway, but no, I think it's good for them to, to stick to what they're doing. It's not going to work every time because they got embarrassed by United um, and they've been embarrassed by a few teams. But then they did Crawley, Mark Wright, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the wank fest was over. But now it's back on. Um, yeah. But no, I think um, I think it's, it's, it's good for them to stick to their, to their style. And that's, I think that's Bielsa all over. And I can't see them next year because they'll survive this year comfortably. Oh, yeah. I can't see them having the fall that Sheffield United have done. No, no. Can't. You'd think that maybe the parachute payment they'd get this summer for being in the Premier League would certainly help help them. What, come back up straight um, away? Oh, oh no, parachutes when you go down. Parachutes when you go down, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. I was going to say, Sheffield United aren't coming back up straight away. No, no clubs really the, do the, it. The, pay, the, the payment that Leeds will get over the summer for sustaining their mm. position... I reckon would be enough to help them stay up. Oh, yeah. it's obviously not for Sheffield United, who, despite their winning midweek, are still a long way off coming back up. But you never, you know. never know. You never ever but, know. 
We're now going to move on to the second part of our review, which I'm going to let my co-host here take the lead because he's going to talk about uh, the traumatic week, I guess you'd say, for his club, Swindon. Now, I like to give him a bit of banter, but even I'm struggling with this. So if you want to, if you want to let our listeners know what's going on with Swindon, and <laughs> I please must beg that you remember that we do have a podcast we'd like to run, and I would like to be yes. employed after I university. I mean, as long as you don't have to pay by the bleep, I think we'll be all right. But um, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard. I can't bleep. You'll have to go well, over the order and bleep. go. There's, uh, well, there's, there's, as you know, there's one word that I'm asking you. Yeah, please don't, don't worry. Say. I've got that written down here. <laughs> don't say that. Right. Um, no. So it's also in the fans listening to this will know kind of what's going on. Those oblivious to it need to know what's going on. So last season, one of the best seasons, I think, in my opinion, would have cruised to win the league without points per game, playing the best football the club has ever pay- uh, ever played. Obviously, win the league on points per game. And this season, we lost the core of the squad. We lost Doyle, Yates, Anderson, Bender. Uh, you know, big players were gone. And, and we had to replace them. And then shortly after, we were replacing the manager. And when it's a situation like that, you've got to replace your manager with a like-for-like replacement mid-season. We did complete opposite. Our owner gave a final payday to one of his mates to become the manager, which is John Sheridan, who I'm not a fan of um, and is not invited on the podcast. And and John Sheridan... <laughs> I think we've made that before. Yeah, and we're, we're now, you know, I think we were 18th in the league when he took over. And and now we're we're in dire straits. We're in... <laughs> we are shit at the moment. We are second from bottom or third from bottom. I, I, I don't want to look at the table. That's why. You know, we're getting embarrassed weekly. We are losing games. We're not showing any fight. We played Hull at the weekend, lost 1-0. And you look at that and go, oh, it's not a bad result in the grand scheme of things. We have one shot on fucking target. One shot on target. <laughs> and that came in the 86th minute. 86th minute. We create nothing and we pump it long. He's living off one win at Swindon where we beat Oxford because we stuck a centre-back up top so we could just twat it long to the striker, towards to the centre-back, who just flick it on. And it, and it worked. And then the next game, we did it against Crewe, and we lost 5 or 4-2. I do have some good news. I just had a look at the table. You're 22nd, not 23rd. It's not so too not bad, then, is it? You know, we went up one place after losing to Plymouth last week on goal difference. But no, the twenty four last 24-hour period has been the worst. So, for those who don't know, Swindon Town owner Lee Power is going to court uh, over an ownership dispute. I don't know the details. I was in the meeting earlier, but it didn't make sense. And there were a few, in- <laughs> a few interruptions. Um, look, on, <laughs> look on Twitter and you might see why, but I'm not mentioning it on here. Um, and the, the owner basically is in shit. And, in, you know, the club needs to be sold. But, in the last 24 hours with deadline day, which is obviously our main topic today, we let our best loan player go back to Arsenal, who then loaned him out to Charlton Athletic, who are chasing promotion. You know, So they're taking one of the best midfielders and, and wanting to get promotion. Um, and it shows the quality, obviously, we've got there. Um, but we all knew that was coming this week because he said he didn't want, didn't want too many loan players in. Then... Kieran Freeman signed for the club two or three weeks ago, forced a move to Swansea after being here for three. Freeman came from Premier League League Sheffield United. United. Didn't play from this season, but was involved last season, was heavily involved the season before, 
a championship quality player, moving to a championship club. <laughs> he had enough of swinging three weeks in. I don't know if he saw the magic roundabout and went, fuck this. I don't know what he, what he <laughs> saw. And then... It does remind me, I think I said to you, of the of the gif of Abe Simpson walking into the strip yeah. joint when he hat puts on, his hat on and puts walks on, around. Takes it off Which and I walks. Yeah, that, that, that happened. And then we part of the deal, we bring in a player on loan from Swansea. And that makes us have six loan players now when you're only allowed five in your matchday squad. And then the big kick in the teeth was our next best player, Dilayang Jaisimi, being sold for an undisclosed fee to promotion chase in Charlton where Matt Smith went to. And it kind of just summed up the club because the owner has gone and taken a payday on Jaisimi and Freeman to basically put it in his back pocket and, you know, it's never going to see the light of day again. And that's the problem we've got now, that the owner leave power. I get, that's what I said to you, wasn't it? I said, well, with no gate money coming in, did the owner, in a way, have a choice? Did Lee Power not have a choice? Did he have to... To sell him to keep the I, club alive, but you're quite confident that money's not going to get I'm reinvested. So confident club. that money won't get reinvested, and I'm I'm so confident on it because it's happened happened before. Matt Ritchie money years ago. Um, <clears throat> that that was a situation there. Where is that money? Uh, Boogle from uh, Derby. Where's that money? Because um, he obviously got sold by Derby um, or sold to Derby, um, and we don't know where that money is. And we don't know where the the sell on clause money is for for his latest transfer. And then, yeah, uh, pockets all the money that comes in. We've had payouts from the EFL, which all clubs have, have, have had. We shouldn't be needing to sell players like that. You know, we're going to benefit more financially if we stay in League One rather than get relegated to League Two but sell your best players. So, you know, it's been quite a reserved mm-hmm. rant. It's, not, it's been a description, not a rant, because I've calmed down no, a lot. You've, you've kept your temper well. So I was, I was speaking to Henry last night and... You weren't in the no, best of moods. Not right? in the best mood at all. <laughs> you were quite yeah, upset. Was... And I tell you what, as my, I like, you know, I love giving it to Henry about him following a small club. But as my former local club that Swindon is, I've been to watch him many a times. Been on a few away days with yourself, which have always mm. been a good laugh and good enjoyment. It is a bit of a, it is a bit of a shame to see this happen, this happening. So hopefully it all gets sorted. But at the end of the day, Henry, just remember. Liverpool uh, back in the title race. <laughs> we'll have, we'll, yeah, don't worry, we'll have a title race in a few years. In you know, in the Conference South. In yeah, the, that the one. South. That one. But there, there is, you know, it could be worse. No, oh, no, it couldn't. <laughs> there was something I wanted to mention in the review of of Wickham Wanderers being bantered on TikTok this week. I don't know if. Any... Oh right. We're, we're moving away, away from, from this. We're going to go inside a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go a little bit more out. funny. So. You know, Wickham, if anyone saw, they didn't have the best result this weekend. 7-2 loss. They're out Oh, they're massively out of the depth. But you can't blame them. You can't blame them for getting... You want to be in the championship. But well, of course, they, yeah. they lost 7-2 to Brentford at the weekend. And that, that's not the funny thing. Because Brentford then took to TikTok to mock this even more. And in a video, they had a quote of Akin Fenn was saying, every time they get to run goal, they score. And then... It proceeds with the music going, yeah, boy, and they showed all seven goals in this TikTok, and they've absolutely pulled pulled every Wiccan Wanderers fan's pants down with that. 
it was <laughs> it was absolutely it, it, I just saw it last night and I thought I've got to mention this and if you if you want to look it's on Brentford's TikTok and I thought fair play because they have absolutely taken the piss with that one. Oh, there you go. It's not, it's all, not doom all doom and gloom. You could lose seven to and get bantered on TikTok. I'd r- I'd rather face, you know. I would. I wouldn't know what it's like to lose seven to. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Oh, oh wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. The second to get that. I forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. Come on, Villa. Brilliant. Well. With that, our review done, we're going to move on to our main feature, which is going to be deadline day. We've done transfers before, but we're going to make this a bit more deadline day specific. So we're going to talk about deadline day. Deadline day. Which was obviously yesterday. For us. for, For us, from when we're recording. Probably one of the more boring deadline days. Well... I'm not a big fan of, of deadline day. My opinion of it is there's a lot of panic buying, really. And I think it pisses me off that, that right, this wasn't planned. It, what pisses me off is that teams <laughs> put that form in to say, look, you know, I need a bit more time to sign so-and-so. You've had a fucking month. You've had a, or you've had a summer uh, yeah. to sign someone. But why are you putting forms in now? You know, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, right? If all... I- I remember when I think it might have been when Arsenal were going for our Chauvin and they put in a bit of pa- they put in the paperwork to say about how they couldn't get it in. I remember one of the Sky journalists saying that's a bit like the dog ate the homework excuse. <laughs> or it's like when um, Leicester signed, uh, as it Silva? I can't remember his first name. Um, Andre Silva. Andre Silva, that's all yeah. sort of and, and they handed in that bit of paperwork about a minute late which means he signed for the club but couldn't play for him until January. So I think he was just training with them or training yeah. them to the summer. And then, well, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of deadline day. No. Well, as I said, it was a bit more of a boring one. I guess, I guess fans, of, fans of Liverpool and Swindon were probably the only two clubs that found it exciting. I don't know. I didn't find it exciting at all. I thought it was <laughs> fucking shit. I thought it was awful. You know, what was exciting about it? Losing well, the best players. Well, I enjoyed it because we've finally brought in two new centre-backs. And Mickey Edwards, the transfer genius, has mm. managed to get us in two new centre-halves for effectively three million quid uh, without without letting it slip to um, the other teams that effectively Matip, Gomez and Van Dijk are now all confirmed to be out for the season. Imagine so Kovac is just, goes up for a header. Like knocks out or breaks a leg. Like I don't want him to. Obviously, they wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, but, up the season. Well, it doesn't really bear thinking about to have players back in. But it's good we we've got them. One of the more unusual deadline day stories from yesterday um, was the signing by Marseille of mm-hmm. Olivier Cham from Celtic. Now, the Marseille manager is former Chelsea and Spurs manager Andre Villas Boas. Good manager, and he um, he was obviously I think approached by the board about um, the Chan maybe a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "No, I don't want him." And the club went and signed him, and he's Bilas. You're so incensed by this. He's offered his resignation today. Said, when I last looked, it hadn't been accepted. I mean, I don't. Yet, but he's he's basically. He's basically said, no, if you're going to do this, screw it. I don't blame him. 
because I don't know, did you see what the Marseille fans did the other day where they stormed the training ground? Yeah, they've got some real problems. They've got some real problems, you know. So I know they've got no national lockdown there, so they're all right. They can storm grounds. They can do that. Did their game? Their game got cancelled as well because of it. I think. I I don't know. I think that. I think their game got cancelled just because of this this storm of the training ground. I might be wrong. Good research again. Um, you know, this is what we do. We're the laziest podcast hosts in the history of the thing. I know. We must be. Anyway, go on. But no, they they just stormed the training ground, and I think it just caused. Um, Cause the game to be cancelled or just cause some some unrest at Marseille. I don't think mm. they're they're doing what they you know what what they're where they should be in the league. And my dad's quite happy about it because he he always goes, "Ha ah, fuck you, Dimitri Payet." Um, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Being a, my dad an avid West Ham fan, which he isn't, but you know, only when they're winning. So right now he he's got a tattoo oh, of three three rock. Three one to uh, Roland. He's got he's got a tattoo of Lingard now. Hopefully doing the Millie Rock on his arm. Um, <laughs> you know, but if 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 he loses, if West Ham lose, and he'll change that oh, very quickly. No, but anyway, back back to this uh, signing. If if Villas Boas's resignation isn't accepted, because he's because as that has to be, imagine being Paul Macham. You've been signed like to go play for Marseille. And you're dealing with a manager who's actually openly come out and said, I don't want you here. I've never wanted you here. Yeah, you could have... That happens. It's known by the manager and probably the media a bit, but they've never come out and openly said, say it. Well, but... Boas could have been subtle like it. Like Ollie's subtle with uh, Van der Beek. Just doesn't play him. It's just what he should have yeah. done. Just let him rot on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, when the chair might just say, look, if he's not going to play me, what's the point of me being here? Mm. If if the Asperger stays as manager, obviously it might be different. It might be. He might find he's a good player. Um, that was about as exciting as it got, really, on deadline day yesterday. Yeah. And that was and that was in obviously in France. Um, so we're actually going to talk about some of our favourite deadline day moments in years gone by because it's an iconic thing. Jim White sat there in his little yellow tie. Harry Redknapp rolling down the window, all all the usual deadline day cliches, but we've picked out a couple. And I think you want to make a start. Yeah, well, I I, I think it goes without mention that this isn't one of my two, but it was a, a top moment, and it's you know there's no fans are allowed at training rounds and stuff like that on deadline day now, but all because of the one oh, yeah. the one bloke who stuck a dildo in the Sky reporter's ear, <laughs> <laughs> and since then it's since then they're not allowed at the ground because. <laughs> they, they don't want that happening. So there's no fans allowed because the one bloke, the, the poor reporter's like sticking his head away and it's just getting shoved in. Purple dildo in his ear. I mean, I can't say I've ever had that happen to me, but I, I don't think I want it. Um, no, no. But my, one of my favourite moments, I think it's an iconic moment, is um, Peter Owen and Wingy. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it was oh, him yes. trying to actually force the move or whether. West Brom said, get yourself down there. But a deal hadn't been agreed. So he... it was, I think it was a bit of 50-50. So he went down there to half-force it. Mm. But he'd heard that the club were entertaining the possibility of signing Junior Hoylet, I think, as his replacement. Yes. And it obviously all, all went tits So up. he drove to Loftus Road in uh, 2013 to, to try and secure this transfer away from West Brom. And he was refused access to the car park. He had to just sit there hanging out his window until the deal got done, Wait. and it, it never got agreed. It never got agreed, and it, 
to be fair, he does take it. He, he does make a, a laugh and a joke about it. I was watching kind of deadline day stuff last night, and he, he bantered Harry Harry Redknapp about it, um, and he, he takes it in good spirit. But I think that's such an iconic moment because you know <laughs> hanging out your car window, having an interview with Sky, trying to get yourself a move to QPR. You couldn't really write it. I don't think anyone's ever thought of it. Oh, uh, say so, well, I was I was uh, looking up, um, actually doing a bit of research as we've done for this section. Um, and um, Odin Williams quoted was saying, if all parties that took part in the whole situation would have said exactly what happened, then anyone would have understood. But nobody spoke about it because it wasn't in their interest. So I took the hit myself. I was that close that they prepared a shirt with my name in it, name on it. So it was obviously quite close. Well, they probably have to prepare it. So it was going to take them about 20 minutes to just spell it out. <laughs> you know, right, make sure we've got an O in stock. Yeah, we spelt it Odin Wongy or yeah, something. Yeah, I've got Odum Wingy spell. and I've spelled it. I've absolutely hashed the spelling on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> but Wing Y. Wing Y. It's a, a long, not as long as, do you remember Jan Venegor of Hesterlink when he had that all down the back of his I'm shirt? All, it's, it's Stoke when uh, they had uh, Maxime Chupamoting or Ch- just Chupamoting <laughs> on the back of the shirt. That's another long one. Well, you when, did, did you ever have to print oh, that yeah. when you were working? You'd get, club when shop? I worked in the club shop, a lot of kids would come in and go, I want you promoting on the back. And they'd get a child's, oh, they'd get like okay. a child's large, and you've got to curve it from literally like the bottom of the shirt up and round. Or you just say, Do you want Chupo on the back? Yes, yeah, so the G for Chupo Moting, the G would have had to have gone like on the front. Yeah, it, the it was actually just yeah, Chupo Moting wrapped round from front to back. <laughs> you know, when, when you got the larger gentleman in, it was all right. <laughs> but when do you say parents just get them, Joe just Alan? Get, just, just get, get Alan, we'll get Adam, Adam, so he so so, or or you know, uh, Hesse, another easy one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck on. it, don't get a print, they're all yeah. shy that season. Odden Wingy, Odden Wingy from West Brom to QPR was a um, was a famous one. I from one of my favourites, and I first heard the story of transfer deadline day superstar Harry Redknapp Harry. Talk, talking on BT Sport about the transfer in January 2008 mm-hmm. of Benjani <laughs> in Portland City. Now, uh, they'd agreed to deal the two clubs for about seven million. Seven, eight pounds. million, yeah. And Harry Redknapp, I don't think, wanted him to go, but Portsmouth needed the money. I was thinking about this, though. A striker that's done scored like double figures or close to double figures first half of the season now would fetch at least 25 yeah. million. Oh, 100%. Back then, 100%. Seven, incredible how the market moves on. Um, so Benjani was supposed to fly from Southampton Airport just down the road from where I am. <laughs> um, to Manchester um, Airport um, just up the road from where I am. Manchester, just down the road from where you are. And so reading up reading up on this, Benjani missed flights at quarter past three <laughs> and at five o'clock. And then the third, third, the third flight at six forty-five was St. Council, <laughs> and then his eventual eight departure at ten to nine at night was then delayed. <laughs> so then, Goran Eriksson and the manager, the city manager at the time, was probably going, "Where the, the fuck are head? you, mate? Come on, where are you?" Apparently, he arrived at the training ground until eleven fifteen. Deadline with a. Was that when the midnight the, deadlines then? It used to be midnight mm. then, yeah. So we've not long <laughs> to spare. And apparently, when the the forms um the forms weren't complete in time, apparently, although he still ended up playing for mm. Man City. I remember Harry Redknapp saying that um 
uh, on BT when he tells the story that Benjani didn't want to go, which is why he missed <laughs> the first two flights. He just sort of sat there at the airport saying, I'm not going. Not. So Harry had to ring him up or drive down to try and persuade him. And, he's, and he Disney's voice goes, go on, go on Benji, Benji, get on the Benji. My biggest question, what did he actually do for out? Did you just keep walking around duty freaks? We've both been to Southampton Airport. It's so I wonder cool. if you just went to Spoons. <laughs> Pints after pint. Their restaurant there. I'll have my third burger, please. Are you not flying? You're not signing for Man City, aren't you? worth like £8 million. Yeah, no, but I want a Big Mac. I want to stay here. No, it was um, it was quite it was quite an amazing one. And I haven't heard from him since, oh. actually, since he... I don't know where he went to after City. Blackburn, and Blackburn. wasn't it against or for City or for Portsmouth where the manager at the time, it might have been Portsmouth, I can't remember who, and he used to do backflips and stuff like that, didn't he, when he scored? What, yeah. Ben Garney? He was the one who used to go like... Oh, point. was he not? Who was the one who did backflip? Lamar Lamar. Oh, I can't think who it was. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll ignore that story then, just in case I'm wrong. It was Lamar and Lamar Lamar. Do you know he used to date one of the teachers from the school he went to? What, Lamanuel Lalois dated someone from twice Yeah, 100%. Store. You can nope. that up. No, I haven't. I'll tell you what teacher it is after. I'll, I'll let you guess. All right, yeah. We won't no, name and shame we don't, want, we don't want any libel claims yeah. against was... So we're going to continue on uh, with our transfer deadline stories. If you, again, uh, viewers, we've had, listeners, I should say, we've had a similar incident to last week where you might have noticed a slight cut. It's because my Steam co-host made another inappropriate joke. It's not, it was an inappropriate joke. Which it was just a, a topic we're not allowed to talk about, about a player. A thing that we probably shouldn't go down. So we're going to go on with um, our final deadline day story, which you're going to tell us. I'm begging that this is not going to be fucked. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. It's nothing, nothing too bad. So obviously we spoke about football Twitter last week and I think this was a peak deadline day uh Twitter moment. So in the, the 2014 summer transfer window, Leeds had a lot of business, I believe. Um, and about nine o'clock, maybe at night in the evening, they tweeted out saying, don't go to bed just yet. Still work to be done. Which then prompted the Leeds captain at the time, Pierce, to go, oh, this is decent. And he's thinking then, who are they bringing in? Who, who are they going to sign? The next tweet then read saying one of their players has just left to join Oldham on a three and a half year deal. <laughs> and then they said the next tweet after that was Matt Smith joins Fulham on a three year deal. And then to finish it up, they put and after a busy last hour, that's all. That's us done for the transfer window. Just the, they've trolled their own fans. They trolled their own fan base over two players leaving. I'm not sure how key these players were at the time. But it's not the best thing to tweet, is it, really? You just stay quiet and just say, oh, you know, X, Y and Z is, is left. Like any normal club would, not hype it up for players to leave. You know what I mean? Imagine, imagine how unwanted you would feel if you were like Matt Smith in that situation going, they didn't want me. I'm happy I've joined Fulham now. You know what I mean? So I think it just they absolutely bantered their own fans of that one. I just thought, that's comical. Absolutely comical. I mean, the Leeds that, fans here will love it. That is, that is, that's quite a funny one with that. Um, 
it's the way they finished it off with the the Looney Tunes kind of that's all, folks. Not that they tweeted that. Well, but... be, you'd be fuming. Imagine if you stayed up. You got that you got to have some bollocks. You've got to have some bollocks to tweet. That's all, folks. Even the admin, what he tweeted there. I bet it was the owner at the time because that was probably one. Imagine yesterday, Swindon after all that had tweeted, "Oh, don't don't go to bed," and you're like, "Oh bloody hell, they got rid of Jaisimi, they got rid of Smith," and then it's like you know. I know. We signed a youngster Brett, online. Brett Pittman. <laughs> no, I'm happy. So- Brett stays. No, that's what I mean. Oh. Like, it's gone out as well. Oh, I mean, do you know what? Nothing surprises me anymore with that club. I was expecting Diego Costa to walk in after that. <laughs> a free try. Get rid of Jaisi, but bring in Costa. Costa. Well, he's been offered. He was offered to some clubs, so maybe he would have been someone you should have brought in. The only Costa that yeah. we're getting is really the drive-through like- one. I think they might struggle to afford his wages. You never know. You never know. Right, we're going to move on to fraud of the week, and I'll apologise again, listeners, for the for the fuck editing you will you will be hearing just just previously it, to this section. It gives you a job to do tomorrow, though, when you when you edit it. But yeah, to try and figure out how to do how to do it. All right, then we'll be back with fraud of the week. Fraud of the week. And here we are. It's another edition of Fraud of the Week. Fraud of the Week. Fraud of the Week. Fraud of the Week. That, I won't do that, the whole thing. That jingle's well and truly established now. Keeping... And the choir still haven't got back to me. No. No. Are they not? Oh, but I mean, I don't think it's... I think, in my opinion, it's that they would become key workers then for doing a jingle for our <laughs> for our podcast. They would be They would be key workers. Yeah, they get the vaccine quicker and everything. We'd give them a clap. If they volunteered, clap. Clap, clap for choir singers for the Bolding Fraud podcast. I don't think that will catch it on. It has got a ring to it. Boris, if yeah. you are listening. You know, yeah, start start that get out. It done. Um, so we're going, so Fraud of the Week, which I think you were winning three to one. Mm. Um, shall I go first this time? You, you can go first, be my guest, be my guest. I'll go first. So I was originally going to give a shout out to Stuart Baxter who was, well, I say shout out, he was originally going to be my nomination for this. He's made some appalling comments about his team losing. He's been rightly sacked, so he was going to be my fraud. The fraudulent being a decent human being. For, for some of the things he said, I'm not going to repeat no. what he said. I'm not going to repeat what he said, but it's pretty great. You'd be on my uh, level if you did. Yeah, it, it would be something we'd have to cut out. So I'm not going to say it. So I'm not going to go with him, but I just want to draw attention to that awful, awful... Uh, thing, man. Uh, man, yeah, he's saying something like that. So, my fraud of the week is going to be Barcelona Football Club. Interesting. Now, they're unhappy at Lionel Messi's contract being made public in uh, El Mundo, El Mundo, yes. yep. newspaper. Messi's four year contract was reportedly worth a possible 555 million euros. That would be nice. Until the 30th of uh, June this year. Even 10% of that would be means, nice. means his last contract has made him earn up to £123 million a season, which is extortionate. It's not a bad amount. But at, the end of, but at the end of the day, they're embarrassed that because they've been caught paying him that much. They've been happy to give him to it, and they'd be free of it if they'd let him leave last summer when he wanted them yeah, to. You know, I think they've, they've only got themselves to blame in that situation. So they're moaning about, you know, uh, you know, taking legal action, which is well within their rights mm-hmm. to do, but they can't 
they should not be crying about it when they're paying him that money. And they That's are in a ludicrous amount of debt. A ludicrous amount of debt. Billion euros worth of debt. It's unbelievable. Caused by management on and off the field. Some of the signings they've made in the past few years have been dreadful. I remember going well. to watch Barcelona just after the one of the transfer windows. So it would have, or during actually one of the January transfer windows about three, four years ago now. And it was just when they was that in the summer. Huh? Was that when you went in no, the summer? No, I went in the winter. So just almost oh, summer right. trip there. Um mm. I saw them play against Granada or Grenada, whatever you call them. And they just signed <laughs> Alex Vidal, was it? And yeah. Arda Turan. And Flops. Flops. Arda Turan, who got, you know, shot a gun in a prison. Uh, not in a prison, in a hospital, yeah. sorry. Yeah, somehow he's playing. I don't get that. No. But then, yeah, they made some stupid stuff. But they signed players for the sake of it as well, like Malcolm. Yeah, Mal- yeah who I was going to bring him up. Malcolm. Um, Elena, mm-hmm. I think, is the bloke. Is number Martin one. Braithwaite. Um, Braithwaite, I think he's. I think he might do. He's done okay for him, I think. Mm. But there's, there's even um, Usman Dembele's never really. But he's, hit. Had, he's, he's had lots of injuries, but they've paid a hundred and thirty-seven million or whatever it was for him. So much money, and this is a problem with Barcelona, with and um, with this. What's come out this week about Messi's contract is that in the last, well, for all time, really, not even in the last fifteen twenty years. Players that come from Spain or South America dream of playing for Madrid or Real Madrid. So they have this sort of think they've got this monopoly in all these sorts of players. And then they spend these ludicrous amounts of money on them. And when they turn out to be flops, crap, this is true for Barcelona and Real Madrid, mm. the fans turn on them dreadfully. Oh, they, even... It just keeps happening. And you wonder why, these, why they've got into so much debt. It's because of this awful mismanagement. Well... Uh, which is which is uh, summarised by the ludicrousness of this reveal of Messi's contract and the fact that they they don't like the fact that that's what's been revealed when they could have let him go in the summer and it might not have been such a big. Problem. You say about fans, money. you say about fans turning on on players, but at Real Madrid, I've seen it that players turn on players as well, um, and the, the yeah. more senior players. I think it was Benzema uh, and Courtois and Ramos potentially in this kind of chat. You know that young lad, Vin, what's his Vinicius. Vinicius. That they, they were talking yeah. in the tunnel and saying, "Don't pass to him. Don't pass to him." Yeah. He, you know, he's trying to he's trying to make us like trying to make us shit. Don't pass to him. But don't pass to him. And he was within earshot of them. If the camera was picking up, he was picking up. You know. So I think it's just absolutely toxic sometimes in Spain. Toxic fan base is booing. You know, like Gareth, yeah. that's probably what Gareth Bale wanted out. No problem. Didn't care, did he? Exactly. Exactly. It's always been a problem, and for that reason. Barcelona are my fraud of the week. It's, I guess it's more of a fraud of the last three to four yeah, years. Yeah, well, since really. the decline, really, of Barcelona. Fine since then, but everything that's come up this week has sort of blown it all up. So that, they're my nomination. So my nomination this week, uh, similar, They this, this team plays similar styles to Barcelona, I'd say. Uh, no, but it is nothing, nowhere near, but it is Newcastle United's manager, Steve Bruce. Ooh, interesting. Political satire. No, it's not anything like that. I don't know why I said that. But no, to Steve <laughs> Bruce. And the reason for it, he tried to sign Adrissa Garner Gay on deadline day or, or the day before deadline day. Did yeah. he? And I didn't so well, I don't know what happened, but they, they went to make an approach. And when the media asked about it, 
So they said, oh, um, did you make an approach? He went, oh, no, we actually spoke to him so we could talk to Neymar. And I thought, right, I know he's trying to have a bit of banter here and there, but you're fucking shit at the moment, right? So don't try and claim and pretend you're trying to sign Neymar. We all know you're, we all know you're joking, mate. But why, why are you trying to banter everyone and say, oh, yeah, look, we needed this player? You know, you're in shitstorm. If my manager said that, I'd be like, you're a prick. You're a prick. And it's not the first time he's did it because he did it at the start of this season with, with Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> he went, oh, yeah, Kevin, he loves it. He loves it up here in Newcastle. I don't even know where. That's not even a good... <laughs> it was all yeah, right. Steve Bruce ain't from Newcastle, is he? Is yeah, he? I think I so. Didn't, I never know where he's it's from. But, yeah. He's from the north. He's from the north. It's all... No, it's not the same. But, um, you know, but he, he tries to, he tries to, like, banter the media about it and I, I, it just winds me up the wrong way because if you were in good form you know a good run of form then yeah but when you're playing such negative football at times and I know they won at the weekend but they've had some poor poor performances recently and they've been missing St Maximan so just just chill man just chill that, that that's my final week it really wound me up I did have a couple of nominees but but he, he was the one that that uh that caught my eye yeah, it is odd for a team that's been struggling for him to start, you know, trying to, you know, like lighten the mood a bit with things like that. It's, you imagine it's probably not what the fans want to hear. No. They want to make hear you making like proper attempts to improve, the, making uh, proper attempts to improve the squad, which they have done, I think, with uh, the signing of Willock on yes. those from Arsenal. Yes, no. so you're right. I think there's a real problem uh, with the way he's carried But that if out the there. Saudi so investment the... went through, we might think he's actually being serious. Well, obviously it didn't. Oh, God. You imagine, that? imagine Neymar playing for Newcastle. He'd be in for a bit of a culture shock. The sort of the um, you know, the, um, sophistication, the sophistication of Paris towards the the party centre of Newcastle. Re- Neymar partying with you know Gaz and Scott. Yeah, too. and and taking home Charlotte Crosby, or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be too so, bad. Um, for him. Who are we going with? I, I, I think I've I think you've got it this Barcelona. week. I think Barcelona are well out there. Yeah, congratulations, so, Barcelona. Barcelona a certificate of your nomination will be in the post. Oh, gosh. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm happy with that because I've had a long-standing dislike of Barcelona. Mm. So, for them to get that, I think will satisfy a lot I've of people. I've got a Barcelona poncho, though. <laughs> anyone wants one. That, are you? Uh, no, I might keep it in case I ever go back to Barcelona. I want to go back. Right, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, Stay tuned to all our socials for the announcement we might have coming up. Hopefully we have coming up. Um, And when it, you know, it will come out over the weekend um, and later will be Monday. So keep an eye on uh, at The Bolding Fraud on Instagram and Twitter. We're not on Facebook, but uh, it's not... (laughs) We don't go in no, that shit. Facebook wank. Um, but no, keep an eye on social media. Um, tweet us who your fraud of the week would have been, and it may feature in a future episode. Brilliant. Right. Thanks Cheers, very much, guys. guys.